BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. So, Josh, our episodes release on Mondays, but we're recording before Thanksgiving, but the episode comes out after Thanksgiving, so I'm really feeling like I'm stuck in a vortex and I don't really know where we are. All I have to say is, happy Cyber Monday, everyone. Happy Cyber (laughs) Monday, and because you brought that up, Sprit Society is running a fantastic deal, site-wide, 25% off, SpritSociety.com. Tell us more, Ben. Is there anything else to tell? That's really it. It's just site-wide, 25% off. It's a gorgeous deal. You go spritsociety.com, and uh, yeah, you can stock up for the holidays on just God's beverage. It really is a beverage given straight to us from the man upstairs. Free shipping or no free shipping? It's beverages, which is heavy, so I imagine you have to, you got to charge. We're giving free shipping, baby. Free no, you are all Cyber Monday long. My God, I mean, I haven't seen this level of 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 philanthropy since. I mean, I don't know when. It is true philanthropy. It is SpritSociety.com. No code necessary. Twenty five percent off site wide. Free shipping. Now listen, even with the best products, there's always a negative side to consumerism, right? What are you going to do when there's the first spritz-related death? Hear me out. (laughs) (laughs) Sheesh. (laughs) Someone (laughs) is on a yacht party in Monaco. They've been drinking not only spritz, a wide variety of beverages, but unfortunately, the final drink they are drinking is a peach spritz, because we all know it's the best flavor, even though I never tried it. And they slip, they fall off the yacht. Unfortunately, the spritz stays in their hand. And as we all know, spritz is not a flotation device, and they sadly fall to their demise. What then? What do you do? I have two words for you, Josh. Insurance policy. That's it. (laughs) I'm a policyholder. People should act responsibly, but God forbid they don't. As long as it wasn't the juice that did it to them, which it can't be. God's juice. If it was them in Italy, slipped, tripped, fell, dead, insurance policy. Can we talk, because I think the minutia of like formulating a beverage is interesting. Could you have dialed up or down, because what's it, about 6% you said? Yes. So could you have dialed up or down the alcohol content? It's an excellent question. So the wine comes to us, uncarbonated, mm-hmm. distilled wine, at around 12%. So mm. our beverage formulator will insert enough carbonated water to sparkle the beverage, but also level out the ABV level to get it to 6%. So yes, we can adjust it any which way we want. The only way we can adjust it is up. If it's a 12 and your base wine is at 12, you can't go higher than 12. But if we wanted to get it to 3% or 2% or 1%, just more water, less wine. Now, if you kept it at 12%, would it just have to be no bubbles? It would just have to be uh, no bubbles or a larger can or because it's Ah. percentage by ounce. So Mm. to get an 8.4 ounce can to be 6% alcohol, You need X amount of 12% wine, X amount of water, X amount of juice, and blend it into a gorgeous, sparkling cocktail. Award-winning, I should say. 
Now, most importantly, me as a guy almost 15 years sober, Baruch Hashem, is there Baruch a Hashem. lane for me to sell or put my face on an alcoholic beverage? Because we all know the only thing I prize more than my sobriety is money. I I think so. I think that the same way that not everything is for everyone doesn't hmm. mean that it wouldn't be for you if you could. Like, for example, I do my best to keep kosher. It doesn't mean I wouldn't promote a butcher box, right? So true. Shout out because butcher it, box. Because it's a fantastic meat assortment for the man that does not care. And if I was in that man's shoes, Josh, mm-hmm. if I was in that man's shoes, Speak on a butcher it. box would be for me. The same way that you can say to a friend, I know that you love drinking, and I think perhaps you're drinking things that just don't taste as good as I imagine Sprit Society does. So I'm going to endorse Sprit Society to the person who does, in fact, drink. I'm just going to say that if me going public with my sobriety journey has kneecapped me for a Budweiser Super Bowl ad, I'm drinking. I, I think you should. We've now let them know. I think yes. that's, a great, that's a great future ad. Josh takes his first sip of alcohol in 15 years and breaks his sobriety for a Budweiser Super Bowl commercial. (laughs) Maybe I do it on the commercial. (laughs) Or like the commercial is you're fast asleep and one of your friends walks up to you. You're snoring, mouth open, pours Budweiser down your throat. And that's your first sip. Maybe Anheuser-Busch sponsors a commercial slash live stream of me in front of a delicious can of Budweiser. Is that Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch? Something like this. No, it is. No, it is. You know your liquor conglomerates, beer conglomerates. <laughs> or, or Coors Light. I'm down to clown. We love the silver bullet. And they do a, a, a quick sort of qualifier. Josh Peck, sober man for 15 years, breaking his sobriety for the first time with our beverage available in all stores. I take a sip, and the first thing I say is, I've wasted so much time. <laughs> I mean, that to me, incredible. Budweiser, your first sip, and then in very little letters, after being sober for 15 years. We're like, Bud- <laughs> we're, we're, we're like Budweiser, sponsoring former alcoholics. <laughs> Budweiser. <laughs> Get off the wagon, would you? (laughs) By the way, it's an incredibly untapped part of the market. There are millions of Americans that aren't buying Budweiser that could be if they just chose to succumb to their uh, past history of drinking problems. And I think it's an untapped market. So um, in full transparency, and I don't know what this makes me sound like, but in the early days of social media advertising, I know of at least two, possibly three. There's definitely was a hard alcohol one that I did where I did social media campaigns for two different beers and a hard liquor. Two of them, I had to have the beer in my hand, one of which I had to like look like I was ingesting it. I put in Martinelli's hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I... And I, I was not publicly sober, but I also had no, like, I'm like, this isn't crypto. This isn't a junk coin. I don't know what changes if I don't actually drink. That is the perfect example. Far better than the example that I gave, even though the one that I gave, I still think it's good. It's not a grift. I mean, did you, I, I think did you see it, the Larry David commercial for FTX. Oh, my God. Or the, the didn't Matt Damon pump some some. I'm just, I'm just saying, believe me, Larry David doesn't know it's what insane. FTX is. He doesn't know. He doesn't care. No. You are essentially a human billboard. Tons of reach. Sometimes people buy your inventory that you really love. And sometimes, you know, it's just reach. Doesn't it go to show, though, that like there really is never enough? Like... Larry David, and I'm not undermining it because the man is genius and I know that he worked his balls off for the one decade, but it was one show. In the heyday, had he created Seinfeld in the 80s or created it in 2015, that show, just economically, you're not going to make that much from one show. 
you're going to make that much if you're Shonda Rhimes and you're a goddamn powerhouse taking over television. But, you know, like my friend Phil Rosenthal, Larry David, like these are geniuses of the highest order. But even Phil will tell you that to have a successful sitcom in the 90s was a license to print money like we had never seen. So this guy, I mean, he luck has already blessed this man. He needs this Sam... Sam Goniff freed's money too. He needs. I mean, how much could have FTX paid him? I would assume a lot. Like, because I'm totally with you. What would the number be to even get Larry David out of the house? Ten to film a commercial. I think it's more than ten. You think so? Thirty. I, I think the guy. <laughs> what do you think he has? A five, six, five, six hundred million? You think a billion? I would say between five, five hundred and a billion, closer to like eight or nine hundred million. So, considering the fact that he strikes me as a man that just wouldn't know how to spend that kind of money if he tried, mm-hmm. I think he's not getting up for less than twenty-five million for an FTX commercial. And I think, Which, that, I think that knowing now what we know about FTX, it's possible that they would pay him $25 million to do something like that. Well, now what's coming out is that he offered Elon Musk $3 bucks to help buy Twitter. Like he wanted in on the acquisition of Twitter. And Elon has publicly said, it set off my bullshit meter because who has $3 billion of liquidity just sitting around? And when did he find that out? I I mean, I imagine over the last six months when he was about to buy wow. or when he made his initial Damn offer. It. and he was, Yeah. Damn it. You talk about the ability to insider trade. He knew it. Could have shorted the whole market. We'd be kings. We'd be I'm kings. not. I, God, I'm just, you know, every day I get older, I realize I'm just not smart enough to make the really big money. Yeah. It's... It's, it seems like there's a lot of risk involved. I did hear recently, again, I'm not a financier. That's not what I do. It's not me at all. I did hear that because the government has very little money, right now you can get treasuries at 4% over the next six months. Just you can wash your hands of it. You could put in however much money you want, a hundred grand, and make four grand over the next six months just by keeping it with, with the government. I wish I better understood what treasuries are. I think it's just they hold it, and I'm not going to expose myself here. You get a treasury. (laughs) (laughs) Shopify makes it easy to sell to anyone from anywhere. I should know. I've been using Shopify for the last two years for Sprit Society. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify and join the platform Simplifying Commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll create an online store in your vibe, discover new customers, and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. It's never been easier to start a business on Shopify. I mentioned I started Sprit Society there, and you can start your business there too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street to around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free, and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash goodguys all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash good guys to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash good guys. G-O-O-D-G-U-Y-S. Good guys. Shopify.com slash good guys. Well, you know, it's interesting that you started off with with the incredible, and and it bears repeating, um, Spritz Black Friday offer deal. I would say gift. You're really giving the people a gift. I agree. So I thought that perhaps we could look at 10 things or 10 fun facts that you didn't know about Black Friday. 
And I love one it. of the one of the things that I had always suspected, and it infuriates me, it infuriates me, Ben. And I swear to God, I'm going to get to it. Did you because... feel my neck crack? Holy <laughs> smokes! I'm shocked that I can even still look at you. I just cracked it, and like I, it like sent a wave down to my tailbone. Really? Imagine if I just paralyzed myself on this podcast while cracking my neck. Wow. I would say podcasting is a top three job for people who are paralyzed. So true. So true. Look, a, a literal safety net. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> okay. We should, um, we, should, we should start a paralyzed or paraplegic podcast network. Should we do it? I can't believe I'm hearing this getting canceled as we speak. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. I see it as an opportunity. I'm just saying. I don't I would never accuse Spritz of this, but this I had always um suspected that on Black Friday some deals aren't really deals. A new study from Wallet Hub, you know, and, and who could dispute fucking Wallet Hub, <laughs> a market research firm with a bad name, shows that fourteen percent of products will have prices on Black Friday similar to their normal in store costs, while seventeen percent of items will be more expensive on the shopping holiday. And they are on Amazon. So what's interesting about that is you would need to be using Black Friday to get a consumer that has never interacted with your product before. Right. I think it's a much bigger – those are probably enormous companies that just like have the ability to acquire customers, spend a bunch of money on paid media or take advantage of displays in stores – because if you're familiar with a brand, like if you're familiar with Spirit Society, you know how much it costs. And then you go for the Black Friday deal. And if it's more expensive, you're like, screw you. So that's very right. interesting. But I'm trying to think. I mean, I get hit with a TikTok ad every day for a company. If somebody, if a new company came to me and I liked it and it said Black Friday deal from 100 to 80. And I didn't know that it's normally 80. Mm -hmm. I could buy it. It's interesting. Totally. Wow. It's a lot to think about. Sneaky. Did you also know that more people die while shopping than in shark attacks? Seven people have died and 98 have been injured in the U.S. while Black Friday shopping since 2006, according to news reports compiled by Black Friday Death Count. Stampeding crowds and angry, violent shoppers are usually the reason, but in 2009, a shooting broke out at a Toys R Us. I mean, of all the places. And how many, does it say how many shark attacks? There are an average of 16 shark attacks in the U.S. each year with one fatal attack every two years. Wow. The odds are really in your favor. So this is interesting, and I'd like to ask you a question. We haven't spoken too much about the deep sea, but I'm a mm -hmm. big fan of the ocean. Love animals. Huge. I love that stuff. I just sounded like Trump. Huge. I love that stuff. Huge. Terrific. It's a great blue ocean. Um, why then are we so afraid of sharks and why forever have we been told that sharks are dangerous and shark attacks and all this stuff what are they trying to hide from us if once every two years in the u.s there's a fatal shark attack it's like one of those things you know that meme where it's like uh, i always thought that as an adult quicksand would be far bigger a problem than yes. it is now like I just, I just don't understand what really is going on in those oceans that they don't want us to find. It's um, Jaws, right? It's got to be. It was fed to our, our parents watched Jaws, and it scared the living daylights out of them because of great Semitic auteur, Steven Spielberg. Love him. Bo Hashem. And uh, yeah, and he basically scared the shit out of everyone. Jaws. You're right. Absolutely. That's it. I mean... It's that the same reason we're afraid of sharks, in my humble opinion, is the same reason why people have an effed up view of romance because of Nicholas Sparks movies like it's and, porn, and Pornhub. Oh, man. Totally. What I a mean, great website. <laughs> do you uh, do you advertise spritz on Pornhub? 
I, I think we've spoken about this once. I don't, but I have heard that the cost per thousand impressions or CPMs on porn websites are dirt cheap. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it's an incredible, like, if you are the, do we even know the name of the CEO of Pornhub? Nope. Is that a guy who, that's still tough though, right? Because you know that guy is A, got to be incredibly smart, the inventor of Pornhub, and like caked up to the max, right? It's got to have a, a fair deal of money. And yet you bring that guy home to Thanksgiving dinner, you're like, what are we going to tell my parents you do? You can't. You can't. It's taboo. You can't. Is it weirder? Hmm. No, that was a dumb question. I was going to say, are you more embarrassed to say that he owns a drug empire or owns Pornhub? Definitely Pornhub is better because it's not illegal. But I'd be more embarrassed if my son told me he was starting a podcast and if he had an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think then... Uh... Any other Black Friday stuff? Otherwise, I have a wonderful story that I want to discuss. No, I do want to hear. Yeah, I, my my final question to close that that chapter is: Do you have any friends who you think have been ruined by Pornhub or just like access to pornography? Hmm. I don't. That said. Hmm. It's kind of hard to say, as a man who enjoys his porn. <laughs> God, it's just kinda, think. It's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like the blind leading the blind, you know. Like I can't answer that. I can't. I just I, like I don't know. And then every once in a while, I'll stumble upon again a TikTok, and it'll say, "Your life would be better without porn." You know what you're missing. It's like what it like. I don't know. You? Do you have any friends that have been, I don't know, their lives have been destroyed by porn? I just think, I think about your parents sometimes, like, listening to this podcast and thinking, like, he could have been a dentist. <laughs> For sure. They're probably, they're probably now, like, listening to this episode and searching, what is Pornhub.com? And they are very, very upset. Well, that's a very, I, I only, I pray that your innocent view of your parents is true. <laughs> and that, so true. That, that they don't have it. That in they the, don't even know what tabs. it is. Of course they do. <laughs> Damn it. It's gross. It's gross. So gross. <laughs> it's gross. Um, I, okay. For me, my personal feeling about it, and this is, it applies to me knowing like that I know addiction well, right? And I know that the things that I can't go near are things that people can enjoy and have a wonderful time with. That's me with porn. I can just enjoy it. I can limit it. I find it to be game tape. I think I've learned a lot. I think a lot of people, lovers of my past, have benefited from me being dedicated to the art of pleasure. Um, I remember the first time I lost my virginity, I wasn't sure I'd ever get to do it again, so I wanted to try everything I'd ever seen. And the woman said to me, where did you learn this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ma'am, I've been practicing alone for many years. <laughs> um, and I also sometimes want to tell my wife, like, listen, babe, if I don't watch this, I'm going to be bothering you way more. So, like, you know, be be grateful. Um, I, yeah. But I have friends, I, I certainly, and they know who they are, who, like, it, it yeah, it, it's posed a real issue, like, with their marriage, with basically them just losing interest in their spouse because they're, mm. they're too into the other. Mm. So that's a problem. But I was going to say, which is where I thought you were going, there are some husband-wife duos that are very, very, very against porn. And some women that see porn is incredibly, incredibly taboo and would forbid their, like, and their husband would need to hide it or would need to be a huge problem. That to me, I probably have friends that have that problem, but I don't have any friends who would prefer porn than actually be with their wife. That seems like just, just very strange to me. Like one is a, one is a video, one is physical. It's like a, 
I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't have the sickness, but. Sounds like CrossFit couples would be upset over that. But most importantly, <laughs> tell me, tell me the story you have. So I'm sure that you heard this. Have you ever seen the show Chris Lee Knows Best? Oh, of course. Fan. I'm a fan. I loved it. I love it. I still love it. But you I'm too. sure that you heard in this this week that Todd and Julie Chrisley will serve 12, 7 to 12 years in prison for bank fraud and tax evasion. Did you see the story? It's insane. So Todd will get 12 years in prison. Julie will get seven. They were also both sentenced to three years supervised release to be completed after serving prison time. Oof. And apparently what they did was they would fake tax returns and bank statements to get huge loans from banks. And you wouldn't need to pay taxes on the loan, but they would just keep taking out loans with fake tax returns, not paying taxes. The craziest story I've ever heard. And just thinking about Todd Chrisley in prison. It was a great show. Probably like one, I don't know why I gravitated towards it as a reality show. I thought it was amazing and I thought Todd Chrisley was hilarious. He's so good. He's so effeminine. He was so, but, but sassy as hell. You fall yes. in love with his family. And I mean, this, how old is Todd Chrisley? Like early 50s? Todd Chrisley is 54 and Julie is 49. I would venture to say it's the worst time to be going away for a 12 year bid because like between 50 like 54 to like your early 60s you're still kind of young you get out at 66 there's no acting like you're young it's over it's terrible it's terrible it really is and they have younger kids too i thought that they only had i'm reading now they have a son chase who's 26 savannah who's 25 at least they're old enough they have another son who's 16. grayson grayson Ugh. and then a and then a 10 year old granddaughter chloe i don't right. remember who who gave birth they have so they have extra kids they have a son who i believe is chloe's father and mm. they also have a daughter who wanted nothing to do with the show. Like, mm. she's been on here and there, but you can tell she's like, my parents are tax evaders, and I want no part of this. Wow, I'm still reading. In June, a jury found the Chrisleys guilty of faking audits, bank statements, and their personal finances to obtain $36 million in loans. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is so much money for you not to think that anybody would ever catch on. What's the goal? You, like, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm so confused. Like, if you want to steal a million dollars, maybe no one will catch you. Thirty-six million. It's so sociopathic because they're such public people, like massively public humans, and it furthers my belief that I don't trust you if you have veneers. Like the moment you change your teeth, you you change everything. So do you trust Steve Harvey? I've never trusted Steve Harvey and I never <laughs> will. And the man seems brutal. And I'd say that to his face. He seems very like, I would not want to get on his bad side. Me and you are going to be on opposite sides of this. Family Tell feud me. to me. Number one, I wow. love Family Feud. I love it. Occasionally, I'll just throw on Game Show Network. There will be a 10-episode run just watching Family Feud. You see these morons give terrible answers, and everybody in a row says, Good answer! Good answer! And Steve looks at him with that glaring look, makes fun of him. It's just such a perfect show. That being said, the show also does make you think that Steve Harvey might be a bit of a narcissist. That a he bit! Sets this, that he sets the show up like that, where he just brings goons on to 
have terrible answers and then he makes fun of them and he seems like the smartest guy in the room and everybody around them is idiots. You know, I just talked myself into being not a Steve Harvey fan. That's the power I have, Ben. You're welcome. No, I still love him. I still love him. And those veneers and that completely gorgeously bald head that's just so shiny. Do you follow him on Instagram? The guy is constantly in gorgeous threads. Is it gorgeous? It all looks about one size too big, if we're being honest. Am I wrong? It's like, who wears a five-button suit? It's a little gaudy. It's a little... I wouldn't wear a a five-button suit. But I also, I couldn't button a five-button suit. That's not like a... That's a crazy luxury to be able to button all five. My style influences... I want to look like a coach for a Premier League soccer team. Like, mm. I, I want to be European chic. I want to look like I coach Real Madrid or, or, or Manchester United, you know? Yeah. Interesting. How, Interesting. how um, opinionated is Claudia with your fashion choices? She used to not be. Now she is. She's quite opinionated. Quite. Right. She will definitely tell me when she does not like what I'm wearing. You? So my wife went to school for fashion and design. I believe her great gift is her her ability in which to style. So she walks this fine line of the Irish Catholic part of her is like screaming at her to just, just be quiet, you know, eat some potatoes and, and don't say a word. And then the other side of her <laughs> is like, <laughs> eat some potatoes and shut the hell up <laughs> and bury your feelings. You're an O'Brien. Um, <laughs> but the other side of her, like literally, like sometimes I'll wear things where I can see, like it physically hurts her. How how much she hates what I'm doing. And that's okay. Like, what's an example of that? You know, just certain, when we first met, I found a shirt that worked for me. And by that, I mean that the fit model for this company had a similar, wonderfully thin, yet doughy in certain areas, body type to mine. And so it was though the shirts were built for my body. Now, unfortunately, they were V-neck Lacoste t-shirts. So they had the alligator (laughs) on them. And otherwise, they were just typical, easy, nice shirts. My wife hated these. I would also wear them with a G-star Japanese hard (laughs) denim jean and maybe a Gucci loafer. I looked like a douchebag. And G-star her. G-Star makes a very underrated jean. I haven't worn them in quite some time, but I like G-Star. I thought they were wonderful fitting jeans. What kind of jeans do you wear now, Ben? Everyone's been asking. I wear page jeans for the most part. Do you wear page? Fan. I'm a fan. I like page. For a long time, I wore between G-Star and Sevens for All Mankind. That was a jean that I used to enjoy. Page, I think, is a nice jean. What kind of underwear do you wear? Underwear? Underwear. I wear I wear a I wear strictly Calvin Klein Pima cotton um a a boxer brief that I get a two pack from Nordstrom Rack and it's in colors that I hate but I'm too cheap to get the black. <laughs> so I used to wear strictly Calvin Klein Pima Cotton briefs forever. Yes. And I switched. Claudia got me these under this brand of underwear that I'm going to check. Oh, it's Tommy so John. funny. I'm right. No, right now I'm wearing Calvin Klein. So I must have accidentally switched back. But I've been wearing this brand that she got me on Amazon. It starts with a G. They're amazing. I'll get the name for next time. Hmm. Hopefully Go- soon, soon to be sponsors. Gudion, Gorion, something with a G. And I think it ends in an M. I think it ends in an M. 
This holiday season, if you're looking for a unique gift that inspires curiosity, travel, and culture, give the gift of Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Look, we all want to learn another language. I live in Los Angeles, so you hear a lot of Spanish, but you also hear other stuff, uh, French and, you know, the occasional Hebrew. Look, more importantly, I feel like I missed out. You know what? I didn't pay attention in Spanish class growing up, and I'm pissed. I mean, granted, listen, I was on television, so what can you do? But nevertheless, I wish that I had spent more time learning another language. And with Babbel, I can just turn on the app. I can do a couple of, like, their fun, quick learning sort of um, systems. And it's super easy. It's super quick. You can do it, like, randomly if you're waiting for 10 minutes in the... I don't know, in the grocery line, and instead of scrolling social media and comparing and despairing, seeing everything that's wrong or how much better everyone else is doing, why don't you spend your time doing something that's going to better you? Look, with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts, and they're voiced by real native speakers. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, C, French, We, Italian, yup, and German, Dankeschön. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash goodguys. That's babbel.com slash goodguys for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Did we talk about uh, Pete Davidson and Emily Rajakowski last time? Radakowski, did we, we started? But I, I have a I have a story about her as well, or about oh, them oh. as well. Jump in. Well, I mean, now that they're dating, which is it just it's all so surprising. But Pete Davidson attends Friendsgiving with Emily Radakowski amid dating news. Pete Davidson attended a Friendsgiving dinner with Emily Radakowski amid rumors are dating, and Bumble's chief brand officer. Selby Drummond shared an Instagram photo showing Emrata and the Saturday Night Live alum sitting at the table with a few other guests. And um, Page Six also made sure to start this article with, she's thankful for that BDE. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself for saying that. <laughs> what do you think about it, Ben? Um I'm now remembering that we did speak about this and we determined that we're living in a simulation and that nothing yes. matters and that we can talk about it all we want, but it doesn't make any sense because we had said, I'm remembering it very clearly, we're very funny, far more funny than the average person. And then we got into the fact that we probably have below average size schmecks. And that's where the disconnect came from. Okay, that's fake news, and that's also the Mandela effect. Because you have just entered into the chat something that was not true. We said we have very average schwances, not below average. Mandela, it's so interesting. Mandela, you're so right. Average. Honestly, I think it's... Mine might be above average. I'm a, Me too, me too. Say, I, I, I wanted to say, say that. I'm a, I'm a grower... Not a shower, though. So if you catch me in my undies, you might think, Ben, what's up? But if you see me after a lovely adult film, you might get your eye poked out. We did speak about this. I remember saying that last week, too. Wow. I'm having like a weird, uh, it's like flashbacks. It's strange. You are a grower, not a shower. And I am, as they say, I guess that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do donkey that'll um, do yeah I, I, uh, here's what I'm going to say just from a very top line me completely not knowing anything about that dinner or Emrata and Pete Davidson I'm guessing the food wasn't great and I'm not sure the conversation was good either <laughs> I agree it couldn't have been good and by the way 
page six, I don't mean to attack your reporting, but there was no mention of what they bring. Like, do, do you think Emrata and Pete D brought something or to they the party? Picked up? They didn't cook. They picked up for sure. They could have pulled like a Mrs. Doubtfire where they pretended to cook, but really they ordered from the fantastic Italian restaurant down the block and plated it. Totally. I don't think they cooked though. Well, did you know? Oh, can we do our what are you nuts moment? Yes, let's do our what are you nuts. You tell me yours, and then I want to talk about Julia Fox because I don't know if you saw this, but we'll, we'll come back to it. Let's go to what nuts thing happened to you this week? You know, being a father is just a wealth of what are you nuts moments with these moments in the park because I am such a participatory father. I'm there at the park with Max. We went to our favorite basketball park that we call it because it's got a really short hoop where Max can dunk and feel like Larry Bird. And we have the best time. So my son's playing on this like, you know, gigantic slide apparatus thing. And I see these other kids playing. And this mother, this lioness runs up. And her kid, by the way, is like, couldn't be a hair over two and honestly, too small for this park, okay? Doesn't belong here. Nevertheless, she runs up, grabs her kid, and then says to another kid who was like just being a kid around that kid, she goes, can you please keep your hands to yourself, right? And this kid is with nannies, right? And so the nannies, I see them clock this, but it's, they're not the parent, so they're not going to go. Like, if she said that to my kid, it was it would have been game over. Okay? Fine. So I got my eye on this woman now. I'm like, please say something to my child. Please. Please. She doesn't. But I'm like, there's something wrong with this woman. Then, about 20 minutes later, I see her with her daughter, her other kid. The daughter goes, Mommy, I have to pee. This is Santa Monica, Ben. We're not in like some crappy park in the middle of nowhere. There's a beautiful bathroom 20 feet away. The woman says to her daughter, go pee in the bush. <laughs> the daughter, three-year-old daughter, is now completely bottomless in a park with like definitely some weirdos in the exterior of the park looking at this three-year-old who's crouching in a bush like we're at fucking yosemite i'm like babe we're on wilshire what are you thinking and her little girl is pissing in the park what are you nuts what are you nuts it's terrible that's crazy right yeah that's weird very strange totally very weird. strange sorry that happened to you mine is very different i've never cooked a turkey before but i volunteered to cook a turkey my mom, the angel that she is, picked up the turkey for me, dropped off the turkey for me, a raw turkey. I had no idea. Have you ever cooked a turkey? Never. Do you know that you need to, turkeys come with the guts still in it. Right, because you use that for other things. I guess. I'm not using the neck, the gizzards, the heart, or the liver. I'm not using it. I'm getting rid of it, and I'm just cooking the bird. What are you, nuts? You're going to pay $80 for a turkey? To then have me remove all of the guts? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It would be like going to a hibachi place. But I need to cook the food. No. You cook the food. Just like you remove the guts, the neck, the gizzard, all that crap. And then I'll cook my bird. I just thought that was crazy. Short and sweet. Thanksgiving. We'll see how my turkey turns out. Is it in the oven currently? Nope. Tomorrow. I haven't started it yet. I need to first think, what kind of turkey? What glaze? How long am I going to let it marinade? Do I baste it? Do I need to get one of those basting tools? You know, those injectors. I have a friend every year. He swears deep fried turkey. Number one way to do it. I think... Just from a sheer time perspective, because it's what, like 45 minutes for the whole bird, where otherwise you'd spend, what, five hours baking that thing? My dad told me that it is 20 minutes per pound. It's how long you cook that bird for. Ugh. So if this no is wonder a, it's dry. So if this is a 20-pound bird, 
that's 400 minutes or about eight hours. No wonder it's dry. I love that you said that. Just give me smoked turkey. Can you imagine if with all the beautiful sides, we were getting a nice rustic sourdough or like a beautiful Italian bread with like a nice deli mustard and mayo and all the fixing and eating a delicious turkey sandwich? I mean, that would be heaven. Heaven. What's your favorite quick serve sandwich restaurant? Quick serve sandwich restaurant and then favorite quick serve sandwich. When I say quick serve, I mean Jimmy John's, sure, Mike's, sure, Subway, etc. I've been known to enjoy a New Jersey Mike's. I also, um, I mess with. I would say the Jimmy John's is quite good and a bit of a throwback. Have you ever had Quiznos? Of course, Quiznos makes a nice sub. Also, shout out the East Coast Blimpy. Remember that? Of course, they're tuna. <laughs> <laughs> the tuna they had great tuna um <laughs> i don't know what happened to blimpy what was your go-to order what's your favorite sandwich you have a favorite sandwich so at subway because i don't really trust the protein i just get a veggie delight um and then at jimmy john's i'll do like a turkey avocado and cheese Little lettuce, so you little didn't. Onion. So you didn't trust the protein at Subway before it was cool. You never trusted the protein at Subway. No, when I got turned on to Subway, the woman who turned it turned me on to it was my sixth grade teacher, Miss Pratt, because there was a Subway across the street from our school, and it was one of the only restaurants we were allowed to walk to at lunchtime. And being the big fat bastard that I was, I was never <laughs> going to be bringing food from home. I was always going to sneak five bucks and get a foot long and a combo, you know, drink and chip. And I had what she had. And she had a veggie delight. Yeah, shout out Miss Pratt. Wow, Miss Pratt. Look at that <laughs> veggie delight. What's your go-to? My go-to was always Subway. Mm. I loved Subway. And I couldn't have been less I could not have been less afraid of their protein. I saw their protein as just unbelievable. I loved, on one hand, I would get turkey, American cheese, lettuce, nice. onion, pickles, banana peppers, sweet peppers, honey mustard chipotle. On the other side, if I was in the mood for tuna, I would get a gorgeous Italian herbs and cheese, little toasted Ooh. cheese. Tuna, lettuce, onion, pickle. Wow. Good for you. And it, and it never even worried me. Like, everybody was so blown away when these, this report came out, which, by the way, was buried by PR, that their tuna wasn't tuna. Right? We never but, heard of that again. No, I don't e I don't, that can't be I real. Don't e I don't even care. I'm saying if it wasn't tuna, I don't care. Like, the idea that whatever we're eating is worse for us than the tuna that Subway was getting. That's tuna right. that is mass-produced by Subway must have, like, mercury levels. That's the reason why I don't think it actually could be tuna. The mercury levels in their tuna would probably be more deadly than whatever they're pretending is tuna. You know what I mean? Preach. It's just too crazy. Like, the amount of tuna that they need. Guys, I never thought that I would be a meal delivery service person. I just was like, that ain't me. I There's no way I'm going to like all the meals. There's no way I'm going to eat them in time. And I love going out and, you know, just luxuriating over a nice lunch with someone that I kind of like. But the reality is factor, I'm not kidding you, changed my mind. 
Look, with the bustling holiday season just around the corner, it's a perfect time to plan ahead with Bactor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery service. They shop, prep, cook, and deliver to your door so you, you can enjoy easy, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays, minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious flavorful options to choose from. Like, guys, I, I'm i kind of a weekday vegan. I'm going to be honest. We all know about my high cholesterol. Shout out Crestor. And I try to eat vegan during the week. And so I went with the vegan and veggie option. First of all, they sent like this delicious veggie chili thing with this like cornbread fritter. Fun, delicious. There was this yummy pasta all of the meals ranged anywhere from like 400 to 600 calories and the macros were good. They were super easy. And I know what you're thinking. There's no way that when I heat these up, they're deli- they are. Nothing gets lost in the microwaving it of it all. It's like two minutes, you're done. And granted, we all want to go out for a nice lunch here and there, but you realize how much extra time you have when you don't have to think about it. You just pop a meal out of your refrigerator into your microwave and five minutes later, you're ready to eat. And if you need a special occasion meal, baby, Gourmet Plus, it's a perfect solution. If you're looking for fast upscale options, done easy. Look, the best part is Factor is no prep, no mess, and it's going to save you time on planning and cleanup so you can enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. Head to go.factor75.com slash goodguys60 and use goodguys60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code goodguys60 at go.factor75.com slash goodguys60 to get 60% off your first box. Well, did you know that Belgium has seized more cocaine then it can destroy. Speaking of good problems, officials at the, <laughs> at the port of Antwerp say they cannot incinerate seized cocaine fast enough and fear the backlog could be robbed from storage depots. The amount of cocaine being seized at the Belgian port of Antwerp is so massive. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about? Last year, nearly 90 tons of cocaine, 90 tons, was seized in Antwerp in all-time high. That's wild. Antwerp is somewhere in Belgium? It better be, otherwise this article is way <laughs> off. It's an interesting place, Antwerp. Antwerp. Um, that's, a lot, that's a lot of drugs, and when I think of Belgium, I certainly don't think of coke. Now I got to go to Belgium. Who knew? Yeah, I feel like Belgium certainly, I feel like that part of the world, like Belgium, Amsterdam, yeah, like Netherlands, Denmark, like people are getting lit. It's interesting. When I hear of those places, let's actually say it on three. What do you think of when you think of those places? One, two, three, hot air balloons. Austin Powers, sorry. (laughs) I don't know why I think of hot air balloons. There's just something about that area that makes me think of them. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? No, I heard there's a lot of good weed. My mom went to Amsterdam once alone. I don't know what she did there. I don't know what she did there. (laughs) She she went alone for five days. We didn't ask any questions. That's wild. See, I would be so scared because, like, you know the fat Jewish Josh? Yes, I've heard of him. But are you friends with him? We're not. We've We've never met. I feel like you'd be fast friends. Anyway, his mom had sex with Shel Silverstein in the 70s, and that kind of revelation would really fuck me up. Wow. Shell. Legend. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. Have you seen it's what like, he looks like? No, but it's like having sex with Mark Twain. Treat yourself and Google Shel Sil- Everyone listening, Google Shel Silverstein right now and look at the Clydesdale of a man we're talking about. Wow, gorgeous. I mean. Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. Interesting that he was born in 1930. You know, he's just one of those guys. I assume Shel Silverstein was just far older. Do you know when Pablo Picasso was born? Like in the 1910s? Yeah, even early, even a little bit earlier than that. 
1881. I don't know why, but he died in 1973. I just always felt that that was odd. Picasso feels like a 1500s guy. I don't know why. He just does. Right. No, I get that. But even like modern day, or even like when would you think Rachmaninoff, the famous composer, when do you think he was alive? 1800s? No, like born in the 20s. Really? I think. I want to say. Let's see. Rachmaninoff. Uh, but similarly, I think he's like a guy who died in the 70s. Let's see. Sergei Rachmaninoff. Nah, I'm wrong. 1873, 1940. All right. He died in 1943 in Beverly Hills. One point to me. Definitely an upgrade from dying in wherever he came from. Totally. Is it? What? Yeah. Do you hear this Julia Fox stuff? Tell me. Julia Fox, you know that her and Kanye dated, right? I do. Julia Fox says she was trying to distract Kanye West by dating him while he was harassing Kim Kardashian and clarified that they broke up as soon as he started publicly pleading for her back. Julia Fox claims that she dated Kanye West simply as a favor to Kim to get him off her back. Ah, bullshit! <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Nope. You know, the Julia Fox of it all just goes to show the limitless power of the human ego, right? Because she was, like, really good in uncut gems, uncut gems. And <laughs> <laughs> she's beautiful. She has, like, so much going for her. And, like, I feel like if she had just stayed quiet and not, like, this become this crazy public person always in in the news cycle and just like did good work as an actor like she could certainly be massively famous and rich but like she had to take this lane because she wanted all eyes on her right mm-hmm it's weird weird very weird I mean for certain people I don't begrudge them because I'm like yeah you didn't have the option of being a real actor or whatever right like your talent was your ambition and your just like lack of of insecurity that you could be in the spotlight like that but I'm like Julia you had another lane it could have gone differently like how do you watch her in a movie now and, and not roll your eyes uh, I mean I'm not gonna lie to you I never saw Uncut Gems you never saw Uncut Gems? It was just, there was just too much with the press and the, I, I just, I just didn't, I don't know. I skipped it. Should I see it? I have to see it? Oh my God. Yeah, you have to see it. It's top five greatest Jewish superheroes ever in a movie. What do I have to see first? Because I got exposed to this last night. Do I have to see Uncut Gems first? Or do I have to see Titanic? You never have to see Titanic. There you go. There you go. Claudia last, Claudia last night saw a show that we should see with Brian Kelly called Titanic, which is apparently just like a gay interpretation of Titanic with the Celine Dion soundtrack just like being at the forefront of the entire show. Apparently it's hilarious. A wonderful off-Broadway production. So when you come to the city, Titanic. That that I could be very into. Should we should we close our episode with this or that? We should. Should it be spending the holidays with your family, like your extended family, or only spending the holidays with your nuclear family, be it your partner, your partner and your kids, or traveling and going and being with your extended family? perhaps troublesome family and with all the mishigas that comes with that. I think it's wonderful. Which side would you like to pick? I'll say I'll pick the not. That you will not go to your in-laws, your extended family. Yes. I was going to say, it's not, are you talking in-laws or are you talking like you going to a 20-person Thanksgiving dinner with your cousins? I would say on either side, whether it's your own family or your in-laws, because assuming that that whoever is 
the part of that family has their own mishigas that you're entering into. Like you're advocating for you and Paige just spending time with you and Paige or you, Paige, your mom and her family. No, me, Paige, and the kids. After you. So, by the way, and I'm not just saying this, I love my in-laws. I love my family. So I'm just saying this. Because that's... <laughs> <laughs> you had a choice. <laughs> you went first. <laughs> because I do feel passionate is that I feel like everyone is feels overly pressured, which is why traveling is so gosh darn insane in December. And to be and to uh, subject themselves because of like some like deep inherent guilt that was probably installed in them from their like less than capable, emotionally capable family growing up to like withstand this wave of discomfort, of not fun conversation, of unnecessary stress. I think if everyone said, you know what, this is all made up, there is no new year, it, it's all false things that we create to give ourselves pressure and stakes and stress and to feed goddamn capitalism and consumerism. I'm taking 10 more seconds that you can not have to do all that stress, chill at home with your family, remove the stress, enter the love. Thank you. Go for it, Ben. It's interesting that you brought up capitalism. And what I will say is that while capitalism lives and breathes and gosh darn it, I love it. Thanksgiving is a time where you take a break from capitalism while feeding other capitalism, but you still take a break from capitalism in its largest form to spend time with those closest to you. And I think that including others in that joyous celebration is necessary. You can't cook a 20-pound bird for two. You can't make multiple sides for two. You just can't do it. In order to cook a true Thanksgiving meal, which we know the only reason people do Thanksgiving is for the meal, you need to do it for more people. Also, while I don't do this, I think a potluck would be lovely. What are you going to do? Who's going to bring over your potluck? Who's going to bring over their mother's, grandmother's beautiful carrot recipe? No one's going to come over to your house, Josh, and give that to you. And fortunately enough for me, I have the opportunity at a potluck. So in closing, I think the more people, the merrier during this time where we should be giving thanks. Okay, o open discussion for two minutes. First of all, I've never looked forward to a carrot recipe. Secondly, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the problem, problem is I just hate Thanksgiving food. I got to be honest with you. It's just not my, it's just not it for me. It's we not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not it. Like the stuffing... More often than not, it's dry. There's not enough cream corn. There's never enough cream corn. No, I just... You're so right. You're so right, Ben. But we have to disagree for this to work. So I just have... It must... Imagine this. You're hearing reports, LaGuardia shut down. Five-hour wait. American Airlines had to cancel 300 flights yesterday and 600 tomorrow. They just can't handle the stress. And you look at Claudia and go, babe, are we thinking General Chow's chicken, sesame chicken? Hold on. How about both? Let's do both, right? Get a nice spread, Chinese food. You go, you go to a movie or you just buy it day and date on VOD. I know you guys are doing well and can afford that. And you just bypass all that stress. You, you call your beautiful family members. You say, listen, we'll come to Boca mid-January. The rates are going to dip. The airports are going to be empty. And we'll just enjoy each other then. You want to hear a crazy statistic? Please. 46 million turkeys are killed every Thanksgiving. Crazy. Damn it, PETA. PETA wins again. We should just be having veggie delights and ordering in... Sesame chicken. It's a but then I guess cost. you're killing 146 chickens. Someone's got to die. <laughs> well, that leads us to our final. <laughs> I guess that was my. I guess that was my crosstalk. <laughs> 
That was beautiful crosstalk. You've got 30 seconds for your closing remarks. In closing, Thanksgiving is a wonderful time to watch football, hang out with family, but the food really needs to be relooked at. I'm sorry. It needs to be relooked at. The meal is not nearly good enough. It can never be good enough because the turkey is being cooked for too long and is always dry. In closing, I take it all back. My in-laws are the best. Paige's family. I hit the lottery when I met you. Thank you for having me. And, um, yeah, I'm very lucky. That was, that was beautiful. Yeah, she, that's how I feel. She, is she on the other end of the camera pointing a gun straight at that forehead? It's not a gun, but it's something that can hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. What a gorgeous episode. Pre-Thanksgiving, even though really it's post-Thanksgiving and we really don't know where we are or what time it is. But I know this is coming out on a lovely Monday morning. So everybody enjoy their Cyber Monday. As we spoke about, deal of the year. Spirit Society automatically 25% off on site. SpiritSociety.com Please rate, review, and subscribe to this gorgeous podcast wherever you can do that. Spotify, Apple, Panda. Panda Podcasts. Panda Puffs, my son's favorite cereal. Save the pandas. Give it a five-star review. Five out of five. That helps. You can listen to us on iPod Nano, mini discs, CDs, and also microcassette. I used to love my Nano. I did. It's the best. I did. I did. All right. Sayonara. Later.